Cut to the Chase podcast, guys. Thank you again for tuning in for another episode. This week, I sit down with my boy, my pal, Jeff London. Jeff is actually the VIP director for Big Night Entertainment Group, and he also is the co-host of I'm the DJ. He's the promoter podcast. Jeff is a very interesting guy. He's been in the industry, music and entertainment industry for over 20 years, and he has a lot of stories to share. Um, and I had a great time. He had some time to sit down and come to Beacon Street Studios here in Boston. And you guys will enjoy this episode. Thank you very much, guys. You gonna do like a whenever you're ready. Thumbs up type thing, Nick. Like you usually. Nah, you're good to go. Just go whenever. <laughs> you're good to go. I was like so happy. Like I. Okay, I don't know. Before we even get started, okay, yeah. I just want you to know, like. I was like when I when I when we met you downstairs, you know, and I said, "What up, Jeff?" Right, right. And then as we were coming up the stairs, and we came into the studio, I literally said out loud, like, "And this is the very first time, like, we've had like a, like a discussion in the, in the room." I'm like, the first thing I say when Jeff London's in a room, I need to lotion my legs. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and I just instantly was like, "What the fuck, Jake? What?" You got Jeff London in the building. What are you you talking about? The first thing you say is you're gonna I need to lotion my legs. Hey, we're comfortable enough. We've been friends for a while. <laughs> we, we need to lotion the legs. <laughs> it's important. It is a nice day out though. It's fucking gorgeous in Boston. Unbelievable. Unbelievable day. These are my my favorite days. You're like a you're would you consider yourself like a Boston guy? You're like a you're pretty like you like I'm a, a West Roxbury original, so yeah. I'd yeah. say Boston, yeah. Boston, yeah. Went to Boston public schools, yeah. So Boston, yeah. Boston, yeah. Like uh, these type of days are is what we live for, like in Boston as New Englanders. These, oh yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I always say, I mean, like we have those harsh winters and everything, but it makes you appreciate the you know the nicer weather. You know, if we had this all year round, I don't think we'd be as grateful. You know, you have the the coldest winter ever, mm-hmm. which I think lasts longer and longer each year. Actually, this it was kind of mild, right. but it makes you appreciate these days. You know, if we had this this constantly. You know, like this North Carolina kind of like weather. Yeah, I, th- I don't think we'd appreciate it as much. You know, nah, I, I agree. I agree. It's actually yeah. different because do you feel like people, especially as Bostonians, people like they automatically like their attitude changes once the weather gets a bit nicer. Or we still continue to have that uh, inherent like get the fuck away from me. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, it's still still like that. But you know, I mean, the, with the weather, the clothes get lighter as we see, and now we have legs to. Lotion, you know? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I could like I, I was like, what are you doing, Abel? Like, yeah. This is crazy. But uh, I was thinking, yeah, you, you're actually right. We've known each other for a while, like a little while. Like this is the thing. Like my producer Nick, like he, we met like a few years ago. Okay. So, so basically, you've known me. Like, I was thinking the other day, I was like, Jeff London has pretty much indirectly, but directly, have seen. Like the evolution of Chase in a way, like oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, right. Like in a way, it's, it's like you've because you I've known you because I've known I met you in the nightlife industry, mm-hmm. right? You're pretty much like the guy, like I mean the guy in Boston. If any, pretty much uh, you know artist uh, talent that's sure. coming in Boston, they 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 pretty much go through you and your team, pretty much, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, over, people, over yeah. twenty years of doing it, yeah, the connections have have definitely been there, but yeah. you know, being. In the nightlife, yeah, absolutely. With talent closing, especially you know, with the new role, and you know, even beyond that, when I first started, you know, with six one seven, and just some of these nights, you know, off nights that we used to do, which were bigger almost than the weekend nights, right? Especially when talent rolled into town or artists or you know whatever it may be, 
athletes. Um, the off nights, you know, we'd always host them and things like that. I think that's where the connection started, and then the connection just keep rolling through. And, and now as we do, you know, with Big Night, who I'm with now, just we host more artists and right uh, talent-wise, you know, especially DJs and things like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of DJing, you were... Uh well, for even getting like you was a DJ too, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I started, yeah. I mean, I That's think crazy. Don't want to date myself, but in the late nineties, yeah, <laughs> of the turntables, um, and that's kind of how I broke into the industry. So you know, uh, DJing. So, so like, so you're so so. If I was to be like, yo, techniques 1500 you know, twelve hundreds. Ah, twelve hundreds, twelve hundreds. Yes, yeah, he's sharp. Yeah, with twelve hundreds. Um, but yeah, started with that, and and then kind of evolved. You know, with Ace and Six One Seven um, DJing for them, and then I think we had a. I think how it became is what we had like a big DJ come in, and I, I didn't want. And Ace okay. said, "You're not DJing that night," and he was like, "Why are you promoting things like that?" And I brought a lot of people. So as I always say, I don't know if I brought a lot of people. It was a you know became a good promoter, okay, or that it was a way to. For Ace to tell me that you suck at DJing, give me a promoter. So I didn't, I didn't know which one it is, but I stuck with the promotion route and VIP host route, and uh, that that panned out. So yeah, I don't know if the DJing route would have panned out. That's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, but I still, you know, have the love for DJing, and it's awesome to see the DJs come through yeah. and, and the talent and how the the evolution of DJing has changed. Um, you know, it's crazy. You know, another, you know, another. Another uh, lens, how I see you. I see you. Uh, when I see you, I see hip hop. Hip hop to the core. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if I ever told you that. Like when I see you, I'm like, you're you you rep like your hip hop. I appreciate that. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Because you you know. And I do love all styles of music, but yeah, I mean hip hop's me, especially like you know as we always talk that golden era and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, actually, this which is even. After the golden era, but even this Friday we have Ludacris, so you know something like that. <laughs> oh, that's Nikki's guy. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you just assume I like Ludacris, dude? You talked about like Nelly like a few episodes ago. Yeah, we had Nelly yeah. last okay. week. Actually, Nelly's so, a yeah, different yeah. story. Nelly's a Nelly's a legend. All right, I have one for you though. Okay, some people said last week Nelly's the person that killed hip hop. Yes, that's that's that was um, fair. I could see that. I could see that. He made he made it a little too pop, a little yeah. too poppy. Okay, I'd say I'd say fifty. Yeah, see, I always think I always think Ja Rule killed hip hop because Ja Rule got exposed. Okay. Nelly Nelly was kind of just like, this is uh, roller rink music. Like this is what it is. First of all, I just want to let you know something. I'm not. I'm just gonna say this right now. Yeah. Fuck it, dude. Dude, something <laughs> about. Fucking two white guys who talk about fucking hip hop more than me, dude. My dick gets hard, dude. I fucking go ahead, son. Like I love this shit. Get into it. Like let's go, I'm Nelly. I'm glad you brought the lotion today for the legs. <laughs> Was it really for the legs? No one's gonna be ashy in this room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no. no, like it's crazy. That's actually because I heard that uh, Jeff that on an interview, like that narrative about Nelly. You know, yeah. I never thought. I mean, I, I've listen. I, I, I'll listen to all music, whatever, and. I respect any artist and any talent. Absolutely. Once, especially once you get to a Nelly level, the motherfucker's still sold 10 million records like that. Oh, no. I mean, like, it's there's, crazy. There's no doubt in my mind. He's <laughs> absolutely talented. And no, right. Yeah. I mean, Ja Rule, yeah, set tones, but. So hip hop, huh? He think he, uh, uh, it was. Uh, well, I mean, I did, it's not my claim. No, not your yeah, 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 right. But I mean, I think, I mean, Ja Rule would be another one. But then you have the, th 
the things like that. I always judge, like, especially hip-hop back in the days, if you were on a good soundtrack. Yeah. Then you, you were making it, you know? Yeah, making and it. And had, you know, can I get a what, what, you know? Yeah, that. That was that. What was that on Rush Hour 2 soundtrack? That was a big one. That was a big one. Those D- soundtracks DMX so on the, the Jet Li movie. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, yo, that's crazy you said that. Because we grew up in an era. Because I'm, me and you're the same age, I would assume. Um, but I grew up in the 90s. Yeah. So for me, the soundtrack actually was the was the lens to be introduced to like singles and stuff. 100%. Everyone, if you, it was like everybody needed to get on a soundtrack for a movie. Um, perfect example for me, Above the Rim. Great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Yeah. What's, what, what, what you think? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just like that. The uh, above the rim. I mean, you want to talk about like the those kind of um, very fitting, very fitting, like sirens too. Before yeah. <laughs> I mean, another great one. I mean, the like belly soundtrack belly stuff soundtrack. like that. Yeah. Oh my god, amazing! Yeah. Exit wounds. <laughs> Fucking this guy. Exit wounds, Exit and then wounds. cradle to the grave as the follow up. Pretty good. It's yeah. great soundtracks. soundtracks. Yeah. I think I think um, I'm trying to think. Well, I think I know the. Again, I got like, I met you, very interesting because I was in a very very, kind of interesting part of my life at that time, mm-hmm. and, um, do you? I don't even know if you remember the first time I saw you, but I, I'm sure you kind of like know like at like, I don't know how we were introduced or like how I hit you. I don't, I don't remember actually. Oh, that's fucking well. Yeah. I guess we're not friends. Them like. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I will, I will say this. I used to go to we used to, when you used to promote at District. Yep, Wednesdays, Wednesday nights, which was on a Wednesday night back then was like for me and for a lot of people in Boston that was a place to be. It was, a place and yeah. it was fucking nice for for the amount of that, that small space, it, but the energy they created, I I couldn't like I, I just couldn't understand how you guys got that like so many quality people in there. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I think it fit 150 was the capacity. We probably put a couple hundred in there, and just Wednesday night it was it was unbelievable. Yeah, the the amount of it wasn't the amount of people; it was the quality of the people on that yeah. on that Wednesday. I mean, it was you know it was sure. the industry people, but it was the athletes. It was. Uh, you know the yeah. even people, people that were, were like working like like working class people who actually like but but they were doing great for themselves like they, they must have called out on Thursdays a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't yeah because the amount of because I met people like because I, I wasn't like no athlete or anything which you already probably already assumed. <laughs> <laughs> like when I when I hit him like can I get a table? He's like I don't okay like yeah. you know and then I walk in he's like all right I get okay. <laughs> So it's District Wednesdays we met. All right. District Wednesdays, yeah. And then I was like, do you have, and then the second, and one of the major questions I had actually was, uh, do you have parking up front for the car? Because nice. <laughs> like, what, what was the answer? And the answer was like all the time. was like, you was like, yeah. Like you was like, yeah, I'll make room, you know? Because, you know, we used to drive up in the fucking, you know, Lamborghini fucking Gallardo, all the fucking, like, and you'd oh, be like. The, the, the yellow one. The yellow one, yeah. yeah I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and then, I, and then Jeff always would be like, yep, come in, come in. This is the thing about you, which I always respected about you, which is the fact that no matter who, like, I mean, in my personal opinion, no matter who you were, you always were like the same dude in, in every situation, like, you know. I appreciate that. Like I felt like yeah. in every situation, no matter what the how volatile whatever the situation was or how minuscule it was, if you were dealing with this particular athlete or this figure or just a fucking like me, just a regular guy, like 
it just always was like the same level of respect. And I, yeah, and that I was like that. one of the like the character things I've seen it, in you. And I think that's because I know a lot of dickhead promoters out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I sorry. think that helps with the longevity of, of of why I've been in this for so long. I mean, you can make quick money. You can be just go after the athletes, and or you can you know, uh, you know, kind of spread yourself out to whoever it is, and you just right. be that person to you know. It doesn't matter. You know, it matters. You know, sometimes at the bank at the end of the day, but in terms of you know being nice or kind to people or treating everybody with respect. I mean, you get it back too. You know, mm-hmm. if there are some times where, you know, sometimes I can't do things, you know, where I can pass you this, you know, you just right. tell the person straight up. It's not a no. You always answer people no matter what it is. I think people respect that and always hit you back. Um, right. The response, one, the response is always like instant. There's yeah. no like waiting. The, the phone's always in my hand. It's the phone's ridiculous. always in your hand. It's ridiculous. It's always yeah. in your hand. You're always on. Actually, that's 100%. Jeff London, if there's the whole phone in his hand, something's, he's yeah. go, like, he's going phone's through the Phone's right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. The phone's right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I've I'll never, this is how Jeff is. You'll text him. You get, he'll get you in. Yeah. He'll come get you if he needs to. If not, he'll come, if he, there's a list of, he, he'll fucking come down and get, get, he's got me. In plenty of times. I'm so glad I didn't meet you 10 years ago. <laughs> like, bro. And then he'll come. This is what Jeff will do. He'll come get you. He'll get you all in. VIP makes you feel love, makes you feel like special shit. Get you in the club. Walks you to the table. And then you're going to be like, hey, I want to hang out with Jeff. And Jeff's like gone because oh, he's, yeah. he's got to do other like 100,000 things. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, Jeff, come party with me. <laughs> yeah, I rarely hang out like at one spot for more than a couple minutes. It's always <laughs> going. It's, yeah, quick, yeah. quick, quick, quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but th- but I've noticed recently too, like um, I think I don't know, man. Like I haven't like COVID for COVID for you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Th- I could be wrong, but I felt like there was like a th- you actually were like com- conversing more, like a little bit more, like uh, after like uh, COVID and stuff. Like you were like a little bit more like uh, easy to access more because um, I, it felt like you were a little bit more happier. You know, like you were like you were showing more of like yourself more a little bit. Yeah, I, th- I, I think could be that, wrong. Yeah, know? no, I think that's true. I mean, I think that after two years, you know, I went so strong for, you know, fifteen to eighteen years straight um, of just working, 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 and I didn't, you know, I'd take vacations here and there, but never really stopped. And then when that hit, I just, you know, not only for me, but for right. you know, so many other people, I didn't know what was next. Where nightclubs never going to exist again? What do I, you know? I've been doing it so long. What was my next move? Sure. And I had a lot of time, about two years to sit on it. And it was, you know, I also transferred, you know, over to Big Night, which was a huge step because I had been working with 617 and that was my company and Ace and everybody for, you know, 17 plus years. And just that transitioning to a new company, being able to do what I loved again, opening up. Yeah, I mean, right. it was, you know, a happy time for me. Um, Talk about that, like, real second. Like, is that was that, like, a particular decision you ultimately wanted to do? And it, was it hard for you to kind of get to that point? Or, yeah, or was, did you just have, like, a cut-to-the-chase moment? It was like, I got to just do this. No, it was, ex- it was extremely hard to, to leave something that I've, and people that I loved with, for 17 years, I mean, not only, you know, just Ace and yeah. Dimitri and my business partners, Ace, I mean, Sal and Frankie had kind of moved on already. But to transition out of that, the owners and that I worked with so long and just so comfortable with to a brand new place where I wasn't the top dog and they were in a more corporate company. Yeah. Um, 
it was a very hard decision. It was, it was hard to, you know, I told Ace through the whole process. I mean, he, everybody knew through the whole process, you yeah. know, the interview process that I was going through that I was doing it. But, yeah, it was extremely hard. Sure. And when I got the job, I was so excited to get the job and start something new, but also nerve-wracking and also scary, too, you know. Right. But those phone calls to the owners and things like that, that was, that was they, a very hard day. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 I still talk to them all the time, of course, but, yeah, yeah. it was a hard day. But in, in the end, I think I made the – the right decision um i kind of hit a plateau where where big night was gonna you know there wasn't a kind of a ceiling where you know i can hit i can you know move on they have a multitude of things to do right including podcasts including right. versatile versatile yeah options. i mean so many yeah so many different options so um because you're pretty i mean you're like a creative dude like you know you came from I try to be yeah yeah some people call it creative some people call it absolutely fucking crazy <laughs> you know yeah. so i mean i'm not a normal person um and i think that's helped me you know through this through everything um but yeah i've been real happy with the decision yeah. so far so i do yeah because i when i like i said when i used to party a lot you know, and, you know, you're pretty much, like, predominantly the, probably the most significant person in Boston because for so many years you just hooked up people to fuck, like, in clubs. Like, I mean, I was, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like I think indirectly, but probably not. But I'm just saying, like, you've created an atmosphere for people just to have fun and, like. And maybe a few divorces. Hey, Could be a few divorces, listen, yeah. Man, man, There's you know, so many they, times that I've gotten blamed. <laughs> oh, I'm hanging out with Jeff oh, London shit, tonight. Really? Oh, yeah. What? I'm hanging out with Jeff London. Oh, you're hanging out with Jeff again. Why are you blaming me for that shit? Oh, you coming in. Oh, big time. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. There's the opposite end to it. But, yeah, there's definitely been a lot of yeah. of kids. Um, yeah, just having fun and just being, like, you know, yeah. creating oh, that absolutely. shit. absolutely. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. It's been, it's been pretty <laughs> insane. That's yeah. like... Um, and like I said, you know, part of, like you said, one of the important thing I noticed was like, and it will, you know, I'll, I'm going to ask you some other questions, but I'll give you a good yeah. one not to interrupt you. There is probably the most famous, one of the most famous wrestlers of all time met his wife at district and married her and is still married to her. Okay. Let me guess who it is. All right. Let me guess who it is. Yeah. Papa Shango. <laughs> so close. <laughs> so close. <laughs> Fucking yo, Papa Shango, come on, bro. I mean, by default, I yeah, I had to. Yeah, I had to, yeah, to go Papa Shango. <laughs> who was it though? Who was it though? The Rock. Oh, was it when the, he was filming that movie during that time in Boston? It was. Yes, it was filming the first movie. Yeah, well, the first, this is. Yeah, a while I think ago. he's been married. Yeah, and she was um, a district. Yeah, oh. I believe she was working there at the time. Yeah, he's still married to her. She's from Winfield. Yeah. That's oh, she's oh okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah, so they met that. Yeah, and they've been married ever since. Yeah. Uh, like a Nancy Kerrigan type of shorty. <laughs> that could be a good comparison. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. right? Yeah. No, okay. Just <laughs> I don't know. It's just me, bro. Because every time I just like if, like any girl that's from Linfield, I just think Nancy Kerrigan right away. Like that's just uh, it comes automatically to me. Yeah, I don't know. You, yeah. you don't have to answer that. I'm just I'm just letting you know that's what I that's what I think about it. Like, like if you hate on from Linfield. <laughs> no, I love. No, no, Linfield's it's great. You know? I mean, the beautiful. It's a beautiful word. Any, will, anything north of Boston is all right by me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Metro. Yeah, yeah right. Ross, West Roxbury, Rosendale are included. In okay. Well, right, you know, you. he's um, thank you, West Roxbury. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, appreciate that. Shout out to the uh, Japanese school in Jamaica Plain. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was thinking of um <laughs> the um yeah, and I was talking about myself, and I was like, "Oh, Jeff have like has seen me in different play- stages in my life." You know, sure. you know, one time I was a working guy, just wanted to have fun and pulling up to clubs and just getting chicks, so trying to get chicks, whatever. You go through that phase, and then you end up for me, kind of back to me when you were just talking about how you just kind of made that sacrifice to go a different direction and to chase, I guess, your dreams and always chase your thing. Sure, I just that's what I did, and because I was kind of living vicariously, kind of like through other people's experiences. For me personally, and I, and I was just like, which is, I don't know if it's bad or good, but for me, I just, at some point, I just, I would be in your clubs and I just would be think I'd be watching everyone and observing everybody and just being like, damn, man, like they're having fun and these are like talented people. I can probably do that. I, why not I try? Like, you know, like what's so like different between them and me? I mean, I'm at the same fucking section. So it's like, oh, right, or whatever. No, absolutely. So I'm just like, I, let me try something I love to do and see, you know, just put 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 myself into me and then see what I can come. And I want to do comedy. And then, you know, and then that, it just kind of came to now, you know. Consistency. No, absolutely. absolutely. Right? Consistency. And, and just, you know, just going and trying something new is always, I mean, I always say, you know, the worst things that can happen is somebody says no, you know. Right. You know, you always go for that and, and try things out. Because you don't know, you don't want to have regret. And I think regret is, or looking back on something, you know, what if I didn't do that? Go try it out, you know? Right. Even if you, you know, there's a lot of people that go and try things out in Miami. You know, every auto girl thinks that they're going to be at live the next day. So they go down to, they go down there, right? They come back, you know, some of them stay down there. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't work. People are going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe it didn't. No, they tried. They give them, you know, they made the effort, you know, it didn't work out. I am going, by the way, next month. They they became an (laughs) eyelash technician and now doing real estate. But, yeah, (laughs) that's that's a natural progression. That's a natural progression. Yeah. But they made the effort. They, you know, they did it. They came back. Nobody's going to make fun of them. Nobody's going to remember in six months, you know. No. So, you know, I always, you know, people may make fun of them that they go and went out there and tried to, you know, work in Vegas or, you yeah. know, Miami. But I, you know, I give them commends that, you know, they tried it, you know. They tried it, right. Some of them it works out, you know, some of them still down there. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm sure you've probably seen people that you've, like, seen, you know, the history of, like, the nightlife industry and just, you know, the with the music and everything. You've probably seen, known somebody and they've, one person for me. Yeah, one person for me who sticks out, right? Because yeah. it's it's interesting. Cause Boston dudes, right? If you're talented and creative and got some balls, and you, you're consistent, you're you're gonna Boston dudes do pretty okay in this industry. Oh, absolutely, right? I think it's a. I think I think there's a correlation with. The, I think there's a there's a parallel to that. There's a connection to like. I think where we're from, just like the tough mindedness, and then like not just not fucking around. You know, Ab- I mean? absolutely. If you go to Vegas um, and see. <clears throat> the doormen or the managers or or Miami, some of the biggest clubs, a lot of them are from Boston. And I think it's just our mindset and our work ethic yeah. um, that they let see. You know, you have these chilled, laid-out people in California. Not everybody is just making generalizations. But right. then you have these, these hardworking, you know, that tough out the winter, sitting at the door and and, you know, have been through a lot of tough stuff that their mindset, you know, right. and hard work ethic, and you, 
uh, Vegas, I can name probably six or seven like VIP hosts that are there. Miami, same thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, I like guys like you know, just to even name a few, like even business guys like um, you know, uh, George Selko. Um, um, Greg Selko. Greg Selko. I'm yeah, sorry. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, George is his brother. <laughs> the, like, and then um, you know, guys like uh, you know, uh, Jesus. I mean, Dana White. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, even take comedians, Joe Rogan, sure, Louis C.K. Um, you know, all these like comedians. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty. Ab- absolutely. Cool. Yeah, yeah so no, like, a lot of people have. Yeah, absolutely. Got started and you know made the effort and or you know ventured out. You know, but yeah. they still have the Boston roots. What do you see? Is, what do you see? The uh, one of the big questions I want to ask you, right, is um, number one is the difference, the shift of the industry from what it used to be before into what it is now. And what like what is your vision for it going forward? Because I've you know you've been in many decades sure. of music and shit. You know? Yeah, so yeah, you see a musical change. A lot of it's cyclical. So you see like you know if you were in the '90s and you're at Avalon and Avalon house music, you know explosion, and then it's, it's Nicky, Nicky, and yeah. then it's uh you know coming back. Um, and the same with hip hop. There was no hip hop clubs in Boston yeah. at all, and now everybody plays at least some hip hop. I mean, I think Venue was one of the most consistent hip hop clubs, and there were other smaller clubs. But yeah. hip hop is played every club every night, you know, um, except for some of the big, you know, house clubs. But I think with that, I think bottle service has changed a lot of clubs, but it's now to the point where it was mega clubs like Avalon and, and, you know, Roxy and bigger clubs. Then it went small, stuff like District and more intimate lounges. Yeah, I did see that shift, right. And now it's, a you know, a big mix of both. You know, you have, for example, Big Night Live, where it's, you know, a 2,000-person combination of nightclub and concert venue with VIP, um, which is, you know, something totally different. Wow. Um, which is great. It's like um, one-stop shopping. It is. Like, like a Walmart. But like more of higher, like a YSL but, Walmart. Yeah, like a, yeah, yeah. Like a high end. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like a YSL Walmart. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you know. Yeah. Ferragamo. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's a difference in you know, which is funny too, is the difference we were talking about the other day. The difference in alcohol now. Oh, what do you mean? So back in the day when we bottle service, it's just Grey Goose. You know, right, Belvedere, yellow champagne. You know, mostly vodka. Now everything's tequila, champagne. Oh. Grey Goose still, you know, uh, still a huge name brand, um, but you know the difference in drinks, um, and just some of the drinks that were kind of, uh, you know, a fad to a fad, right? Hypnotic. Oh, bro, you know, oh, hypnotic. Uh, that's not. Uh, there, think- was, there was another one too. <laughs> hypnotic still sells. Shout out to Fad Joe, by the way. My, <laughs> he's, he's an ambassador for them. You know that? No. Well, and there was <laughs> Alize. Well, I was like, but we didn't really sell bottles of Alize, right. yeah. Right. Like, maybe oh. you drank your Mad Dog 2020 before you came, but um, there was this Nouveau. I don't know if you remember Nouveau. Oh, Jesus Christ. That was hot for, like, a month. Um, but even <laughs> right. champagnes, I mean, we probably sell a... There's one customer that I know of that drinks Cristal. But Cristal still? was, like, a champagne, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, he still drinks Cristal? It's a white guy, too, though. Bro. Yeah. First of all, dude, if anyone, like... Holy shit. If I ever saw someone order a Cristal next to me, I, first of all, I would probably call fucking Homeland Security. Like fucking number one, dude. Number Because that's me. Love it. There is, dude, that's like me wa- seeing a guy with a fucking trench coat leather jacket right now. Yeah. I'd be like, what the, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like, it's it's pretty odd. So we have to like special order for this guy when he comes in. But I okay. I'm, I haven't had the conversation with him yet. 
I'm like, bro, we got to stop. Gotta yeah, yeah. We got to switch it up, bro. Yeah. He's got spinners on his car. Yeah. He's really living that early 2000s you know, life. Is he, does he have like He a, doesn't wear lugs, though. Oh. Yeah, he doesn't wear lugs. <laughs> He's got like a NSX, like, but like an NSX, like a 96. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a he's got a PT Cruiser with spinners. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, but I'm trying to bring him into, you sure. know, some other champagne. Some other champagne. But, yeah. That's but, another thing, yeah. too, because that's another part of your job is like kind of like the a luxury lifestyle. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah. Damn, Jeff, you fucking do a lot of shit. I do a lot. A lot. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit, you do a lot of shit. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, I sw- whenever I make it, um, you don't need to, you know, think about that right now. <laughs> but <laughs> whenever that is, right? We're having a crystal sh- party. Do we- <laughs> I give you all the crystal. Dude, I'm, I swear to God, are you going to be the first guy I text? I appreciate it. I don't know why. I just. When it comes up, I'm just like, I got to text Jeff. Text Jeff. Who's a, who's a crystal guy? <laughs> Literally, Jeff will have a, a guy within fucking 10 seconds. Yeah, we'll get a guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I would ask you to manage me, though. Dude, imagine that, bro. Just, and I'm not trying to, like, take you away from your company, but think about it, right? If you manage comedians, right? All you're doing is a dude in a, in a mic. <laughs> it's just the same people that you're managing now, but with no money. <laughs> Perfect. It's the same thing. Perfect. Yeah. All right, guess Just I'm, a bunch yeah. of idiots. I'm but one these on that these list. idiots have no money. Fuck. I deal. deal. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. What is? Um, let me ask you a question. The most who, as, as far as a celebrity or any particular figure for you, was the person that you were like, I wouldn't say sh- like shock, but more of the kind of like holy shit, like I'm like this, I, I'm working with this guy right now. Anyone sticks out to you? Like was like interesting enough to you that was like. You always yeah, want to I mean, like a meet, lot of people. I think, I think more in the beginning is is when, um, you know, especially for me growing up in Boston sports, it's kind of like the Boston sports figures, you know. Oh. And then I was like, wow, they're texting me. Or, like, you go to the game and, you know, pass by and, like, what up, Jeff? You know, you're just like, it's kind of <laughs> surreal to you. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, just like, and then you get, you don't get used to it, but you kind of, like, you see, once you see a lot of celebs, you're like, it's pretty, it's pretty surreal. You know, what? Uh, I think, yeah, I think actually when, you know, people like, well, Post Malone, who's now, you know, I see, a, I see a lot of, and, and, you know, was backstage, you know, brought backstage to his concert yep. a couple months ago, but he, Bieber's the one that introduced me to him, which is pretty crazy, because yeah. he's on tour with Bieber. He's yeah. on tour with Bieber. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah. Yeah, and that was through his Lou, shout out to Lou Bell and everybody, all his producers and writers and everybody. But yeah, that connection was pretty crazy. And then Bieber did some off the wall shit at at Saint or at Storyville. Or whatever it is. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah thank you, appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> had, all, you want to you want to know a fun fact? We actually got shut down for one day because Bieber was ripping and. Newports in the club, yeah, yeah, and we get in trouble for it. Let yeah. me ask you. Let me ask. Thank you for bringing this up. Yeah, when a venue's like, "Hey, there's a rule here. We can't have this, right?" But then the and you tell. I'm sure you tell like the people. Okay, you yeah. can't do this in the contracts, right? But let's just say you work with like you have a contract with Snoop. Yeah, <laughs> and Snoop is like coming in. Yeah, the contract says you can't smoke in a venue. Are you telling Snoop you can't fucking smoke? Like, I don't no, understand no, these no, venues. Like, what? Well, we didn't have a contact with Bieber. He just showed up. I mean, I knew okay. about an hour beforehand. Right. But yeah, no, you don't. No. You don't tell anybody. Really, no. <laughs> I just don't understand. Yeah. Like, to tell. Uh, there, there is a story of when Tyson came to to rumor back in the day that the owner told him 
jump off the couch, and somebody had to go tell him Mike Tyson to get off the couch. Oh, who? Oh, shit. <laughs> and I was. <laughs> he was oh, and guess what Mike Tyson did? He got off the couch. <laughs> Yeah, yeah if you I was waiting for somebody to get knocked out, but yeah. Would you, you gotta like, send someone like me over to be like, Mike, look. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta go with the yeah, with a voice. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You, you gotta Yeah, it was that was a rough one. Yeah. But uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. You usually don't tell people I mean you don't right. tell they do their own thing. You, you know? can do your thing. Yeah. Well, I guess I don't know. The reason why I just asked that is because sometimes like you know, when I did when I did comedy at a comedy club, a yeah. particular comedy club, I worked with Donnell Rawlings. And yeah, yeah. and then uh you know, the comedy club was like, you know, no, you know, they made a fuss about it. And I was like, Donnell was like, I told him, I was like, Donnell, you can't smoke in here. Yeah. And he literally looked at me, was like, nigga, I sold this two bitch out two shows. I'm smoking, I'm smoking some weed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, ah, fair enough. <laughs> it's like, he, I was like, ah, fair enough. You sold it out. You gave him the, you gave him money for tonight. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, one time we, the owner told a huge rap artist that he couldn't come in because he was in shorts and it was Busta Rhymes. And I was running to the door because I knew he was coming up, and the owner's out there, and all I hear is Buster Rhymes talking in the third person. You're gonna tell Buster Rhymes he can't come in in shorts. Buster Rhymes came in in shorts, but yeah, <laughs> he came right in. But yeah, I didn't know who he was. So, first yeah. of all, like if you're telling a guy with his, with the first prefix in his name Buster, yeah, like he's already he was like, "Am I on some TMZ shit?" You gonna tell? He's talking in the third person. I was <laughs> loving it. I was like, "Oh, get this guy in there now." <laughs> Yeah. I do know when like things are going like when things don't make sense like you you would just like you just would just walk away because you're just like I, this is ridiculous I don't understand why this is happening. <laughs> oh, yeah. And splits I was hyping them up behind him. So who, so so back to the question. So there was like um like one one person. Oh yeah, you did you did mention it was um it was who was of the rock right? No, it wasn't the rock. Or did you did you pick somebody that I said that, that oh, connected with you? No. Yeah, I mean it's tough. You it's tough, seen, yeah. Oh, seen sports figures. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, I think originally I was like sports figures, and then they're, then they're like calling you and texting you like, fuck, that's pretty dope. Yeah, I want to ask you something too, right? One too, I also want to ask you too is like, how do you manage dealing with different peep, different types of people? Because you have to have a certain, I guess. Would you say thick skin or just more of like? Yeah, you, you obviously don't take things personal. No, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't take things personal. How I deal with a lot of people is because they're they're there for like the same reasons to party, to have fun, and get girls, you know. So they're all have kind of one goal at the end of the day, you know, and just party, um, right? So, but you have to deal with like all the stuff in between, but the end goal is almost the right. same for everybody. How many fake, okay, how many fucking, how many fake. Ugh. I know you're just like how many fake ballers hit you up, and they're just like, dude, I'm, I want like three tables, dude, and then like, oh, and how many? Come on, there's got to be like a lot of that. Oh, ton, yeah, ton, yeah. <laughs> I send them a link for a deposit. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they, don't yeah. the, they don't send the deposit. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, we can't. Yeah. Oh well, uh, we only take deposits. So. <laughs> Who are the best tippers? Best tippers, worst tippers. Mm, great question. Uh the best tippers. I think are people that that you wouldn't realize. Well, who th- you, who do you think would tip? I think it's like people that are in their forties or fifties. That's their 
their night out and they're on the company card and they're ordering yeah. non cristal and just <laughs> partying it up and they right. have three waitresses on them and they haven't seen you oh. know like you know yeah. pretty 21 year old girls and just having the time of their life and think that you know a large tip means like they get the girl forever um i think those yeah i think um those people tip really well i think sometimes when people have large entourages they don't they think somebody else is tipping oh and then they don't tip i did that before uh, i did that so before. yeah that happens a bunch um i mean biggest yo biggest tab you've ever seen huge ones huge um yeah, like I, I really want to guess the numbers. I mean, these are not private, public information. If they're not, I mean, I mean, I, mean, I won't tell you. You want to say definitely don't tell me. I want to say like I want to say like just north of half a million dollars for one night. For one night, it, it was pretty pretty close. What? Yeah, it was what? pretty close. Yeah, I mean, if you win like a championship and you just go nuts. Oh, yeah. I see what you're Everybody saying. Everybody gets bottles. Everybody gets bottles, yeah. <laughs> Everybody. We were running out, yeah, I mean. Every, but yeah. do you even plan, how do you even plan for that type of, you got to have a, like a search. It's pretty crazy. What? Because we have to. Like, and instantly get shit, right? Like, just get stuff. Yeah, I mean, plan if, yeah, win or lose, yeah. But, yeah, I've seen that. But just like a one person, like, tab, like a, like a, a group of 10 to, like, 20. I mean, tabs can get up, you know, 50, 60 easily for, like, two hours of fun. For fun, yeah. God damn it! What I, do, I gotta, Nick, get this podcast going, dude. Break, break down like the <laughs> dynamics. Break down the the kind of like beginning to end of a high profile person coming in. What's get What's getting set up? How are they ushered sure, through? Yeah. So, yeah. so so some of them like if I was dressed up like like with fucking purple. Yeah. Fur. So some of them request uh, like cars and things like that. Oh. Some request just to get picked up in like sprinters, or some requests, you know, I want to rent like. I'm in town, I want to rent a, you know, Lambo for the night, uh, you know, or I have a whole entourage. We got to get two Spurners and five Lambos. Can I get a um, Toyota RAV4 hybrid, Jeff? That, that's, you got it. You got it, yeah. That's uh, that's where I, that's what I'd be calling you for. Um, then security. Um, it, it all depends. I mean, some, I mean, we have a, a club in the casino, so it's a little bit different. Some people, you know, get the casino to start doing things for them, and that's a lot easier when, you know, the casino is putting in, you know, whatever you sure. need and oh, everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, mostly they just want, you know, some people want to be in the in, in the spotlight right next to the DJ booth. Some people want to be in the cut. Some You know, some people want the huge light show. Some people just want to just bring the bottles over. Some right. people, you know, want to be filled with, you know, pretty girls some people just wanted them and the boys you know and just let's hang out so i mean it all depends on the night of the person and that's how you kind of you know you, you, de you decipher that and you know through talking to them you know what they want yeah um i think yeah, yeah jeff's because like yo dude i used to i deal with a lot of promoters like you know just like just in whatever i did i have and god jeff is like the most chillest coolest dude like it's like it's like he won't even like this promoters that will like still hit me up to today and like and just try to like be like come i got you like come. you're just like oh, yeah, yeah. you're just like i'm here if you need me my phone's open if you want something i'll get it for you that's all it is and i feel like people that got things going on they're not you know pushy they're friendly but they're letting they're letting the stuff come to them 
absolutely. You're kind of letting oh, the business yeah. come to them. Yeah. Is there a tiered limit? I know in casinos you spend a certain amount of money. You know, there's got to be behind the scenes a, a certain like tier bracket of like this person spends 10k to 100k. What's that like for? For you guys, or what have you seen? Yeah, I mean, we have general, like a, yeah, we have like a top ten. We have a, like a top twenty, and we do you know some parties and different things for so a top ten customer. The reason, listen, the reason why, the reason why he's asking, he's he's Lebanese, so he's got a little. He's got he's don't let the modesty. He's got he's got a little. <laughs> if corny, someone were Jeff, to come in and say, he's, he's, he's don't these questions are going somewhere, Jeff. Don't act, don't think these chefs these questions don't mean shit, dog. He's. Fuck with him, son. <laughs> Let him know, son. Say someone were to branch off and start their <laughs> yeah, own business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, there's different things. But, I mean, always just treat, I mean, you, what we want always as well is that customer that's doing the, you know, 2500 But every Saturday, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, every two nights or whatever it is, we kind of want those customers as well. You know, we want customers. We just don't want the one-time, you know, we love the one-time 20,000 ones. But you have... You know, these customers that come to all the events, you know, over, you know, 52 weeks, you know, that's, you know, that's crazy. Yeah. They're, that's they're spending, you know, a good chunk of change. That's they actually, always want the, yeah, yeah re- repeat customers. That's a great well. point. That's like, you, <clears throat> I didn't mean to cut you off my bad. That's a great point because as, as soon as you said that, it's kind of mirrors comedy as a stand up comic. Because for me, you know, I would want returning fans, um, core fans. You know, oh, I'm sorry, or people who follow me. And I don't hate to say the word fans, but people who just follow me, who, who um, are just consistent with me and stay with me, versus like the one person who just comes to one show. You know, absolutely. It's not like yeah. the same. It's the same rule. You know, like the Patrice yeah. O'Neill, um, the Patrice O'Neill rule. Or you could do it in comedy. Do you want to do one enormous show in Vegas, or do you mm-hmm. want to do like a tour of you know 52 cities? You know. Yeah. I think you'd want to, you know, reach out to more. Is it, it just having one thing on your resume? What do you, which which show which show is your comedy show for Jeff London? Which is the show that's like for com- for comedy? It's like that that did it for you, like that does it for you. What do you mean in terms of comedy? Like it's like a, like. Did you ever like watch like stand up comedy as a oh, kid? Oh yeah, yeah. Or, like oh, who's yeah, your absolutely. guy or like uh, like was oh. there was there a com- was there a com- was there a show that was like yo, I mean like old school like yeah. Don Rickles by far. Oh Don, you're. Oh yeah, that's a that's a, that's a gun show. Looks yeah. outside. We got the yeah. bu- we got the Don Rickles book outside. Oh yeah, we fire. Don mean, Rickles, dude. I mean, imagine just like saying whatever the fuck you want, dude. Like, the anyway. Soprano, the the uh, uh, the Frank Sinatra story when he's oh, in Vegas. Yeah, he goes over to Frank and he's like, "I got a girl with me. Would you mind just like coming over and saying hi, Frank?" Frank's yeah. like, "Sure, anything for you, Don." Frank Sinatra gets up from his table, walks over. And says, hey, Don, how's it going? Don goes, can't you see I'm eating, Frank? <laughs> He's like, not now, Frank. Not now, Frank. I got a girl. Dead. Not now, Frank. And see that. So Love that. Oh yeah, that's uh, legendary. Uh, wow. Whenever I thought you said Don, I would never oh, yeah. picture like Don Rickles. Like you said, but that. I mean, I love all types of comedy. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan. Yeah, Don Rickles. Uh, I'm trying to think who was seen live recently. Last year, I saw Bird. Um, Kreischer. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah that was fun. Um. That's funny. You like you definitely like get. Yeah, I could see you as a bird crush. Yeah, like, well, because I just love him. I mean, you can say what I mean. You can't do anything that he does now. He would be a well, great. He'd be a great guest. I could see Bert doing very well. I mean, in a but club. he'd be so canceled. Oh, Bert. Yeah, but Don. I mean, he'd be canceled. Oh, like, yeah. oh yeah. Well, the the funniest thing that I mean was a joke that Don Rickles did when he was um, hosting. I guess a Ronald Reagan like event oh, and Webster that. like <laughs> comes up like little Webster, you know, who was like, I mean, you know, 
a kid, he's, <laughs> he just comes up. And he's like, and Webster tries to do a joke, and he goes, be funny. Yeah. And then Don Rickles instantly goes, first black kid I never was made out to make the NBA or something. I was like, I laughed oh. at the joke. It was so funny. I'm sorry. It was, it was so, oh, that one was funny with Ronald Reagan when he's talking about the security and pretends he's shot uh, Secret Service. Hey, yeah, those guys, um, yeah, those old, those old style comics, man, they still resonate. You know, for me, it was um, the first person for me was like, uh, you know, um, was actually Martin Lawrence. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, in the Martin Show. Oh, and, of course. Yeah, and then uh, New York Undercover. You know those shows like that. Uh, I mean, it was, it was amazing him to play all those different characters too. Shanae. Shanae. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was, <laughs> yeah, so ridiculous. Yeah. I was. I knew the whole lineup on uh, for that Thursday night. You know, it was Living Single first, and then yep. it was Martin after that. He had that eight thirty Fox spot. And then right after that was New York on the cover. For well, me. I think that in that time period too, I think in terms of comedy and stuff like that, which kind of broke the scene, obviously, was you know in Living Color, you know, which is around oh, there yeah. too. I mean, yeah. I think I oh, mean yeah. if you think about all the the people on that show that broke, you know, had huge careers after that. What? I mean, even the, do you know who the DJ was on that show? Actually, I do. Uh, he had. It was, I think he's one of the Keenan's brothers, right? One yeah, of the Keenan's. His name on the show was SW1. It's DJ SW1, but oh. it's really it's it was Sean Wayne's. Yeah. It was oh, it yeah. was it was Sean Wayne's. Yeah, that S- was Sean yeah. Wayne's. He went by SW1 on the show. Yeah, he was like the DJ in the corner who really didn't he fake DJ, but yeah. Oh. But yeah, but that's yeah. And I think those shows like that, I mean you had Def Comedy Jam and you had like um those kind of shows which really Broke I mean, it, yeah, broke so many people. Yeah. It's crazy because, like that that era, like me and Nick. I mean, Nick's a little younger, you yeah. know, but like you know, he he had a. This is the thing too about Nick. <laughs> he had a, he had a, he had a starter jacket. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think the fans we were, well, All three of us would have been friends in high school I oh, feel yeah, like We would have hung out with completely separate groups But somehow find, found a way to He wore a starter jacket You yeah. know A Celtics one Like you know I had an I respect yeah. the Celtics yeah. one though Yeah Because <laughs> yeah, Nick is like Boston This kid you, I've never seen a kid get anxiety From watching a Boston sports team Fucking go through like a loss Like this guy has a fucking anxiety He has Xanax ready to go like, <laughs> I was doing the ESPN trade machine For Jason Tatum <laughs> A game, game six. Yeah, I was like, "How are we gonna get are Joker?" You back on the train, though. Yes. All right. Yeah. 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 I had a little. <laughs> we're back. We're back. We're big. Yeah. We're big Jalen Brown fans. But we're also big Jason Tatum fans. Yeah. He was. Yeah. He wants to stay. He sounds like he sounds like he wants to stay. I don't know if you I saw love this. It. I love it. I yeah. love. It. Yeah. You see, you see those guys. I'm sure quite a bit. Right. All Coming time. through. Yeah. 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 Actually, yeah. Oh, Jason. I mean, Jason all the time. I Jason's love father is. Closer to me in age, so we hang out. Nice, uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Good kid, great kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the first. I got a good. You want to hear a good Tatum story? Yeah, I do. This one I can tell. It's it's, it's fine to tell. Yeah, it's fine. This, so the first time I ever Tatum's like the Chris Brown of like um, the NBA, but like when he was more cleaner. <sighs> Yeah, wait, clean. You see, you yeah. see, let me. You didn't let wait. me finish. I was like, I was gonna let. Yeah. Let me finish when he was like, you know, when he was, hey, like dancing Chris, you know. Sorry, Tatum. I'm never gonna get tickets. My bad. <laughs> Don't affiliate me with Jeff. Yeah. It's all me. Sorry. I think the only. Yeah, they're both light skin. That's about the only thing they're. <laughs> That's the only thing. I'm sorry. Um. So what's your ta- fa- what's your Tatum? His story? father. <laughs> the first time he was a rookie, his father was. 
kind of like managing over something. It was a it was a Vegas guy that was from Boston. He met him at the pool party, or I think the draft was there. He's like, you got to link up with Ace and Jeff. So we set up his rookie year. We somebody called us for a Sweet Sixteen party, and like he's a big you know Celtics guy. We got to have some Celtics, you know, whatever it is. Right. She had sure. she had money. She's like, whatever it is. We got to get some Celtics over there, so we're trying. Like, who would work? So it was scary, Terry and Jason. So we picked them up. I don't think they've ever. They maybe met before because this is like the beginning. So we picked them up in like a, an SUV. I'm sitting there, and Jason. We pick up Jason at his like dad's or mom's apartment at the time. Wow! And we bring him, give him the money. We bring him to Kowloon for a sweet sixteen birthday party. <laughs> And um, at this time, I mean, this was probably like six, seven years ago, six years ago maybe. Right. I don't know how long he's been with that. He's 24, 25, so he's probably like 18, 19. And so he gets to the party, and these are all 16-year-olds are so excited to see Terry and, and Jason. Right. Jason's, like Terry's just chilling by the DJ, you know, um, and just probably telling them to play some, like, dirty hip-hop. And <laughs> Jason, all of a sudden, he's seeing me, he's like dancing with the kids and everything like that. And then I realized, I'm like, He's only like a year or two older than these sixteen-year-olds, <laughs> and I'm like, he's probably loving it because he's probably, you know, that's what he's used to, you know, like high school dances, right? Were like two years ago yeah. for him, you know. So he was probably like, he was just like loving right. it, and then I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, he's only like two years older than these kids. It's probably his age group, you know. He graduated from recess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, went, he probably what one year in college he was out, so like. Two years before that, he was in high school. That's yeah. hilarious. So I was like, I was just like, why is he just like hey with these kids? And I'm like, oh, it's the age group, you know? It was pretty funny. Chasing, so. uh, Tatum loves the kids, man. You know, Tatum loves the kids. Yeah, yeah. But now, I mean, he's now like obviously yeah, he's, uh, he's hanging with the the older people at the club now. But yeah, yeah, so. he was um yeah because you you know obviously knew the obviously to the 2008 Celtics when they won the championship. Yeah, that was an amazing year. Yeah, in versus you know like. You like it's you. You kind of have like also um, with the times too. Like evolved with the times too. Like the people that they bring in, sure. Because sure. athletes, you know, always constantly change. And, yeah, I mean, I think that you know, you just make the relationships. I mean, and then you know, when the rookies come in, you take care of the rookies, and especially like during training camps and things like that. Some of the older yeah. guys aren't around, but they show, you know, you you know, they learn from the older guys like who to hang out with, you know. Um, you know, where to eat, where to hang out, you know, where to get a, you know, an apartment, things like that. So the yeah. older guys kind of teach them, you know, when they get into town, where to where to go and stuff like that. Right. So and luckily a, enough, they, they've been nice to the older guys, so they help me with the younger guys, but yeah. <laughs> well, it's, you, pay, you pay things forward, right? Absolutely. Everything is like, uh, I believe like uh, for me, everything is uh, based on relationships. You know, your currency is relationships, really, in my opinion. You know, obviously it's good to get paid for what you love to do. Um, Absolutely. But before you can actually get that actual money, how you, how do you get it? You need people. A hundred percent. You know, Absolutely. I, you know, a lot of people like to, I know I feel like, you know, there's a lot of people who like to lean into like the individualism of uh, building yourself, you know? Yeah. yeah. And um, which I understand because, you know, confidence, you need confidence within yourself to get sure. to a certain point. But <clears throat> I, to, to your point, you know, is that, you know, you, you become, you become who you surround yourself with, you know, and what you allow in. So you need people to get you to the place you want to be, right. you know, Absolutely. and you're going to have negative, you're going to have positive, but the, if you stay with it, the negative, you know, positive outweigh the negative. 
That's what you hope. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I agree on that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, but man, I, um, we're going to have to do like, a, um, a part two to this because, I'm ready. Because, <laughs> um, there's a lot of things I want to, uh, ask you about. Um, and just in terms of, because I can see, do you, I guess I, w- I can ask you this in conclusion. Sure. Right? And then we, we'll leave you with this. Um, well, two parts to that. One, if you could tell your twenty-year-old, your twenty-one-year-old self, when you were twenty-one, now, what advice would you give them? It's a difficult question. I think I've done things in. I've made mistakes, and I wouldn't tell my old self not to make those mistakes because I think I've learned from those mistakes, and I think if I if I didn't make those mistakes. I wouldn't put myself in in some of the situations. I would. Um, I would also marry that girl I met in a district. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, I don't want to ever tell my my old self like what to do. I think I've I've gone the path and I've learned things and I've and I'm happy with what I I have done. I think it would have saved more money from when COVID hit. Um, right, right. I think I would have, you know, I made some investments um, and chose not to make some investments um, that would have went either way. Sure. But if those investments that I chose to do were successful and I went a different route, I don't know if I'll be happy. I mean, I'm pretty happy with what I, what I am. I wish I... You know, I don't know. That's an amazing question. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think I. I. I you yeah. know, I. I love that question, but I don't think I would change a lot of things you because I. Yeah. Because I think I went on the path, and this is what I've. What I've chose to do. If I could ultimately, you know, get somewhere without making those those mistakes, yes. Sure. But I don't think I've made any you know right. mistakes that are you know. Sounds like you big, know, I didn't yeah. you know do anything crazy that you know that I regret. It's just you know simple mistakes that I've learned from. For sure, yeah. It sounds like well, it sounds like you just you know there there's not really much that you would tell yourself at 21 because it seems like you you know believe that every single um, situation that you um, I guess cr- either created or it happened mm-hmm. you learned from and it ultimately got you to the place you are now. So you would say probably just continue. Just do what, just continue to do what you're doing. Yeah, continue what I do. I tighten up a few things. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell myself that Cristal wasn't the cool thing to drink in 20 years, but yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe, well, yeah. according to the Lebanese prince over there, <laughs> Still might cool. be coming back around. I'm just saying, might be making a comeback. Yeah, yeah. Cut to the chase yeah. podcast, guys. This is my man Jeff London. Appreciate you coming on. I appreciate bro. it. Thank yeah, you so I much. Really appreciate your time, you guys. Please subscribe, like, and share the podcast. We out. Peace. Peace.